We're going to be learning Chidushe Rabbeinu Chaim HaLevi, the fifth piece in Hilchos Macholos Asuros. This is Perak Yud Halacha Tesvav. This piece is about an interesting, a sort of unusual topic of Arla. The first three years that a tree produces fruit, it's prohibited for Arla. And then the fourth year, the fruit is allowed, but it has to be eaten in Yerushalayim, or it has to be exchanged for money, and the money has to be eaten in Yerushalayim. So that's the halacha called Neta Revai. So the issue here is the halachas of Arla and Neta Revai outside of Eretz Yisrael in Chutz Laaretz. And Rab Chaim's going to analyze the essence of the halacha of Arla and Chutz Laaretz. So the Rambam says that Yeroya Li She'ein Din Neta Revai Noheg Bechutz Laaretz. The Rambam holds that the rules of Neta Revai, the fourth year, do not apply in Chutz Laaretz outside of Eretz Yisrael. Ela Ochel Peros Shana Harevis below Pidyon Klal. Rather, you can eat the fruits of the fourth year without doing any exchange. You could just eat them like regular fruits. Shalom Amru Elaha Orla. The Rambam points out that this is despite the fact that Orla does apply even in Chutzla Aret. So the Gemara is very clear that Orla is prohibited the first three years even in Chutzla Aretz. But despite that, the Rambam says that Netarevai, the fourth year, does not apply outside of Eretz Yisrael. Now, where did he get this from? So he explains that it's a kal v'chomer, the area of Surya, uh, which is, uh, I guess, roughly Syria. But in Halacha, that area has a unique status, that it was captured by David HaMelech. So it has some sanctity like Eretz Yisrael, but it was not really part of Eretz Yisrael. It was not captured originally, and it was not within the boundaries that Hashem had given. So it's not fully Eretz Yisrael. So says the Rambam that Surya, which is obligated in Miser and the tithing and the gifts and in Shemitah, only Midrabana, not Midoraisa, but there is no Netarevai in Surya. So a Chutzlaret, where there is no obligation of Miser or Shemitah, Lokol Shekein Shloyei Netarevai Nohiba. Certainly the rules of Netarevai should not apply. Now says the Rambam that that's his position, but there is another shita that is the geonim which disagrees. Vahoru miktas geonim shekerem revai levado podinoso bechutzlaretz vacherkach yamuter vachila. These geonim held that even though neta revai, the rules of the fourth year don't apply to most species that grow, but the rules of kerem revai, which are special to fruits that grow in a vineyard like grapes and olives. So they held that that does apply in Chutzlar. So a Kerem Revai is applicable in Chutzlar. And the Rambam says, He disagrees. So there's a Machlokas, the Rambam and the Gonim. The Rambam holds that the rules of the fourth year don't apply at all in Chutzlar. And the Gonim hold that they apply to fruits of the vineyard, not to regular fruits. So Rab Chaim explains that this Machlokas depends on how we understand the root of the halacha that Orla does apply in Chutzlaretz. And he says that it's very clear that Orla in Chutzlaretz is fundamentally different from Orla in Eretz Yisrael because of the major distinction that Orla in Eretz Yisrael, whether it's a vaday, whether you know for sure it's Orla, or whether it's a suffix, you're not sure it's all prohibited. Like the regular halachas that if something is unsure for a doraisa, we're stringent.
But in Chutz La'aretz, there's a special exception that only if we know for sure it's Arla do we have to be concerned and not eat it. But if we're not sure, then we're able to eat it in Chutz La'aretz. That's why in Chutz La'aretz, you can go into any store and buy fruits and you don't have to worry at all about it being Arla. So this shows that the Arla in Eretz Yisrael and the Arla in Chutz La'aretz are two different halachas. But, says Rab Chaim, when the Gemara says that Arla and Chutzlaretz is prohibited, does that mean that it's included in what it says in the Torah? So when the Torah said Arla is prohibited, it meant, obviously, Arla in Eretz Yisrael, but the Gemara is telling us that it also includes in the Pasuk a reference to Arla and Chutzlaretz. Or do we say that the Arla that's written in the Torah is only referring to the Arla in Eretz Yisrael? Like in general, any halachas which are dependent on the land generally only apply in Eretz Yisrael. So the same thing would be for Arla. And this that Arla is prohibited is not from the Torah. It's a halacha Moshe misinai. It was given orally to Moshe and passed down. But the Torah is not referring at all to Arla and Chutzla Art. And the difference between these two approaches is going to be neta revai. Because if we say that when the Torah is talking about Orla, that whole section is referring both to Eretz Yisrael and Chutz La'aretz, then the halachas of Neta Revai should also apply in Chutz La'aretz. Because once the Gemara enlightens us that the section of the Torah which says those halachas is referring to Chutz La'aretz too, then it includes Neta Revai also. But if we're going to say that it's a separate prohibition from the Halacha Lamosha Misinai, it's not written in the Torah at all, then it would only apply to Arla and not to Neta Revai, because we have no similar Halacha Lamosha Misinai that includes the rules of Neta Revai in Chutzla'aret. So whatever we have a Mesora tradition about, that's what applies in Chutzla'aret, and that's only Arla, and whatever we don't, which is Neta Revai, would not apply in Chutzla'aret. Now, it says Rab Chaim that it seems that this issue is a machlokas between the Rambam versus the Halachos Gedolos and the Sheiltos. Because the Rambam in Halachachaf Aleph says that if you eat a kazayas, an olive size, so enough of a shear of orla from a chutzla arts tree, so the person would get punished. Uh, they get whipped, but the Rambam says, Makinoso makas mardus. They get a whipping midrabanan, not a doraisa, biblical whipping, but a drabanan whipping. Now, says Rab Chaim, if you're going to say that Orla of Chutzla Aretz is included in the Torah, then this person who went ahead and ate an Orla of Chutzla Aretz, which is a violation now of what it states in the Torah, should get a doraisa whipping. The fact that the Rambam says they only get a drabanan whipping seems to indicate that even though Arla and Chutzlaretz is prohibited, but it's not as if it's written in the Torah, it is a separate halacha l'moshe misinai, and therefore the punishment is only midrabanan. And Rab Chaim says that this is even explicit in the Rambam in the halacha Tes and Yud, where he says that anyone who eats a kazayis of Arla gets whipped min ha-Torah, a midoraisa punishment. And then the Rambam says, medvar mamur binotea b'eretz Yisrael. That's only when the tree was in Eretz Yisrael, because it says in the Torah, kisavo el ha-aretz, when you come to the land. But that would not apply to a tree which is in chutz la-aretz. So the Rambam himself says that when the Torah tells us the laws of Arla, it's only referring to a tree in Eretz Yisrael, 
the laws of Orla and Chutzlaretz come from a different source. So if that's the case, then it makes perfect sense, the Shittas HaRambam that we began with, that there's no Neta Revai in Chutzlaretz, because the Halacha Lamoshe Misinai only teaches us that Orla applies in Chutzlaretz. It never says that Neta Revai applies in Chutzlaretz. And Chutzlaretz is not included in the Torah's description of the laws of Orla and Neta Revai, and therefore there's no basis to apply Neta Revai into Chutzlaretz. Now, on the other hand, says Rab Chaim, in the Halachos Gedolos, the Bahag, and in the Sheiltos from Rab Chai Gaon, so they say that Kihechi Dinahaga Orla Ba'aretz, Hachi Naga Ba'chutzlaretz. Just like there's Orla in Eretz Yisrael, so too there's Orla in Chutzlaretz. Uh, we learn that out from the Halacha. So why does the Torah then say the Chisavo El Ha'aretz when you come to the land? So they say that's Zman Bia. It's just telling us that it's after the Jews come to the land, that's when the laws of Arla take effect. So according to the Bahag and the Sheiltos, the Torah is just telling us chronologically when do the laws of Arla take effect is after they come to Eretz Yisrael. But it's not telling us geographically that the laws of Arla are only in Eretz Yisrael. So that's the second position. While the Rambam holds that the Torah is telling us geographically it applies in Eretz Yisrael, according to the Bahag and the Sheiltos, the Torah's description of the laws of Arla applies both to Eretz Yisrael and to Chutzlar. So this position would be in line with the position of the Gaonim that the Rambam quoted, that Netarevai also applies in Chutzlaret because the Torah's description of those halachas applies both to Eretz Yisrael and to Chutzlaret. Now, Rav Chaim explains where the Rambam proved this position from. The Rambam has a Kalvachomer from Surya, which is obligated in Meiser and Shemitah Midrabanan, but it's still not obligated in Netarevai. So the Rambam says certainly in Chutzlaret, which does not have Meiser and Shemitah, certainly there's no Netarevai. Says Rab Chaim, when we're talking about Surya, it's only Midrabanan that it's obligated in Meiser and Shemitah. But when it comes to Netarevai, we're talking about whether you're obligated in Netarevai, Midoraisa, in Chutzlaret. So how can you compare that and derive it from the fact that you're not obligated in Meiser and Shemitah, Midrabanan? This is talking about whether the Torah obligated you, not the Rabbanan. So Rab Chaim says still from the fact that we see there's no Netarevai, in Surya, that shows that there is no Netarevai in any place which is outside of Eretz Yisrael. And why did the Rambam focus on Surya is just because we have an explicit Yerushalmi in Perak Zayin of Peya and Perak He of Meiser Sheni, where it says that there's no Netarevai in Surya. So from there, the Rambam extrapolated to all places in Chutzlar that there is no Netarevai. That's why he focuses on Surya. Now, the Rambam in Hilchos Meiser Sheni, Parak Aleph Halacha Yudalid, writes that Maser Sheni Hol Viton Havos Makom, Meiser Sheni, since it has to be brought to Yerushalayim, Ein Mevino Some Chutzlarz, we do not bring it from Chutzlarz if it grew outside of Eretz Yisrael. This is similar to the firstborn of an animal that you don't have to bring from Chutzlaretz because it has to come to Yerushalayim. And then he concludes, That's why you don't need to bring Meiser Sheni from Surya 
because with regards to that, we consider it as regular chutzla arts. And this comes from a Gemara in Tmura, Davchaf Aleph, the Gemara quotes a Brisa that Rabbi Akiva said, you might think a person has to bring a Bechor, the firstborn of an animal, from chutzla arts to Eretz Yisrael in the times of the Beis HaMikdash. So what he learns out, we learn out Bechor from Meiser, the Torah compares them, and just like you don't have to bring Meiser from outside of Eretz Yisrael, so too you don't have to bring the Bechor from outside of Eretz Yisrael. So that Gemara in Tamura is learning out that you don't bring a Bechor from Chutzla Aretz because Bechor is compared to Meiser and therefore, just like you don't bring Meiser, you don't bring Bechor. So the Rambam is now adding that we could also go the other way, that once we see that Bechor doesn't have to come from Chutzla Aretz, so then that also teaches us that Meiser Sheni doesn't have to come from Chutzla Aretz. The Rambam is reversing the equation and from there he derives that there is no Meiser Sheni from Chutzlar. So this would be now in addition to the general principle that any land-based agricultural rules only apply in Eretz Yisrael, not in Chutzlar. That's one reason why Meiser Sheni shouldn't be obligatory from Chutzlar. But now the Rambam has a second reason because Meiser Sheni is derived from Bechor and Bechor doesn't come from Chutzlar, even though Bechor is an animal. It's not a land-based halacha. So that's why we need to derive that Bechor doesn't apply in Chutzlaretz. That's not obvious, but Meiser Sheni is a land-based halacha. So when it comes to Meiser Sheni, we now have two reasons. One that it's land-based and one that it's derived from Bechor. And this analysis explains why there is no Meiser Sheni in Surya, even though there are other forms of Meiser Midrabanan in Surya, but that's because Meiser Sheni is different from other Meisros because it doesn't apply in Chutzlar, it's not only because it's land-based, but also because it's derived from Bechor. So even though Midrabanan, they said that other maestros you do need to take in Surya, that's because the only reason you don't take them in Chutzlar is because they're land-based, so they only apply in Eretz Yisrael. They're mitzvos hatluyos ba'aretz, they depend on land. So Surya, which is a little bit like Eretz Yisrael, Midrabanan, you have to take other Meiser. But Meiser Sheni has a Second reason why you don't take it in Chutzlaretz, and that applies also to Surya. Now, when it comes to a Bechor, firstborn animal, in Chutzlaretz, so the Rambam in Hilchus Bechoros, Perak Aleph, Halacha Hey, when he records this Halacha, that you don't have to bring a Bechor from outside of Eretz Yisrael, so he writes, Ein mevin Bechoros me Chutzlaretz, Laaretz, you don't bring a Bechor from Chutzlaretz to Eretz Yisrael, Ela harehu kechulin v'yochal b'mumo. Rather, we treat it like chulin, and you can eat it once it gets a wound. That's uh, the way Bechoros work. So according to that, what the Rambam is saying is not that the animal Bechor in Chutzlaaretz is nothing, it has no status of a Bechor, but rather he's saying that you don't need to bring it to Eretz Yisrael, you can treat it like a Bechor in Chutzlaaretz, and once it gets a wound, then you can eat it. So it does have the status of the Bechor, it's just that you don't need to bring it and do the mitzvah of bringing the Bechor to Yerushalayim. And if that's the case, then Meiser Sheni, which we learn out from Bechor, would be the same thing. It's not saying that this doesn't have the status of Meiser Sheni in Chutzla Aretz. It is Meiser Sheni. Just like a Bechor is a Bechor, so too the Meiser Sheni is Meiser Sheni. You just don't bring it up to Yerushalayim. You don't do the mitzvah of Meiser Sheni. And the reason for that would be 
only the first reason because it's a mitzvah tluya ba'aretz. It's a land-based mitzvah, and therefore in chutz la'aretz it doesn't apply. So there would be no second reason derived from bechor. It's just telling us that this meiser sheni does not do the mitzvah the same way the bechor does not do the mitzvah, and the reason for that is because meiser sheni is a mitzvah tluya ba'aretz. It's a land-based mitzvah. And then coming back to the Rambam we began with, his Kalvachomer, that if in Surya, where you do Meiser, you still don't do Netarevai, then certainly in Chutzlarz, where there's no Meiser, you don't do Netarevai, that also is not adding any conceptual understanding as to why there's no Netarevai in Chutzlarz. It's just saying the fact. Since we see that there's no Netarevai in Surya, and we have a Yerushalmi that says it explicitly, so we can derive from there that anywhere in Chutzlarz, there's not going to be Netarevai. That would be the reading of the Rambam's Kalvachomer according to the version of the Rambam in Meister Sheni that we just said, which says that there actually is Bechor in Chutz La'aretz, there's just no mitzvah to bring him to Yerushalayim. But, Rab Chaim says there's a second reading of the Rambam, the tour in Simen Shin Vav has a alternate version of the Rambam where the Rambam says it much more strongly that the whole concept of Bechor only applies in Eretz Yisrael. It does not apply in Chutz Aretz at all. And the Kesef Mishnah on the Rambam in Helchus Bechoros Perak Aleph Hey, he quotes that the Ravid and the Ramban, the Rashba and the Ran all seem to have had that same version of the Rambam. So there is another approach in the Rambam where he says that Bechor in Chutz Aretz has no status of Bechor at all. According to that approach, when we learn out Meiser Sheni, that it doesn't apply in Chutzlar, it's from Bechor, it's again the same thing, and we're deriving that Meiser Sheni has no status whatsoever, just like a Bechor has no status of a Bechor. So this would be a second reason, like Rab Chaim said before, not only is there no Meiser Sheni in Chutzlar, it's because it's a land-based mitzvah, but in addition, because we derive from Bechor that there is no Meiser Sheni. And then when we apply all this back into the Rambam's Kalvachomer from Surya, so now the Rambam is adding something conceptual. Not only is he saying that since there's no Netarevai in Surya, therefore there's no Netarevai anywhere else in Chutz La'aretz, but he's saying something more conceptual that from Meiser Sheni we derive that some types of land-based fruits don't apply in Chutzlaretz, not only because they're mitzvahs atluyos ba'aretz, but also more fundamentally, the whole status doesn't apply to those fruits. So we derive that also to Neta Revai, that when we say that it doesn't apply in Chutzlaretz, it's not just because it's a land-based mitzvah, but it's in addition that the fruit never becomes Neta Revai, it has no status of Neta Revai. So it says Rab Chaim, this is exactly what the Rambam is trying to tell us in the Kalvachomer, that there are actually two reasons why Netarevai doesn't apply in Chutzlaretz. One is because like every land-based mitzvah, it doesn't apply. And also we derive from Bechor through Meiser Sheni to Netarevai that there is no status of Netarevai in Chutzlaretz. And this is the Rambam's answer to why don't we learn out Netarevai. From Orla, if Orla applies in Chutzlaretz, then Netarevai should apply. So the Rambam says they're fundamentally different. Even though Orla is prohibited in Chutzlaretz, that's a special exception to the general rule that plant-based mitzvahs don't apply outside of Eretz Yisrael. Orla is an exception. The Torah said that it does apply even in Chutzlaretz. 
So from that information alone, one would think that Netaravai, which is sort of similar to Orla, maybe should apply in Chutz Laaretz too. But the answer is that Netaravai has a special halacha, that it has to be brought to Yerushalayim. So in that, it resembles Meiser Sheni and Bechor. And uh, we learned out from those two that you don't bring Meiser Sheni and Bechor when it comes from Chutz Laaretz. So the same thing would apply to Netaravai, that it loses its whole status in Chutz Laaretz. So that's Rab Chaim's reading of the Rambam. Uh, I will just add, I don't know why he doesn't quote this, but the Rambam in Hilchus Meiser Sheni in Perak Tes Halacha Aleph seems to hint pretty explicitly to what Rab Chaim says. He writes that with regard to Surya, shame she'ain meiser sheni b'surya, just like there's no meiser sheni, kach ein netarevai b'surya. So too there's no netarevai in Surya. So he seems to make this explicit that the netarevai exception in Chutzla Aretz is derived from meiser sheni because it resembles meiser sheni in that it needs to be brought up to Yerushalayim. Now, Reb Chaim's key conceptual point is that he raises the issue of when the Halacha Lemoshimi Sinai says that Arla applies in Chutzla Aretz, an exception to the general rule that mitzvahs atlios ba'aretz don't apply in chutz la'aretz, does that then teach us that the Torah's passage is referring both to Eretz Yisrael and chutz la'aretz, or is it a separate prohibition derived from the halacha l'moshim Sinai? And Rab Chaim says that's the explanation of the machlokas between the Rambam and the Gaonim, whether neta revai applies in chutz la'aretz too. Now, this issue is a big issue in other achronim. In the Or Olam edition of Chidush Rabbeinu Chaim Alevi in the back, they appoint us to the Minchas Chinuch. And in the Mechon Yerushalayim edition of the Minchas Chinuch, they quote a bunch of sources on this. So there's a number of other achronim who touch on this issue of whether Arla and Chutz Aretz is considered to be part of the halacha in the Torah or it's a separate halacha. Uh, they quote that the Malbushe Yom Tov, at the beginning of Chelek Beis, of his Chuvas, he has a kuntris called Chovas Akarka, and in there he raises the same issue, is Orlan Chutzlar, it's considered to be part of the passage in the Torah or not, and at the beginning of Simen Hay of that, he gives Rab Chaim same explanation into the Machlokas between the Rambam and the Gaonim, he also says that it depends on this issue of whether Arla and Chutzlar is considered written in the Torah or not, that would depend whether Netta Revai is prohibited in Chutzlar or not. Now, they also point out a number of other places where this machlokas would apply. There's a case of Hanotea la Rabin, someone who plants a tree and the fruit is intended for everybody to enjoy, for the community to take. So the halacha is that Arla still applies to that tree. But the Rambam writes that that's only a tree in Eretz Yisrael, but in Chutz Aretz, if you're Notea la Rabim, it's for everybody, then it would be putter from Arla. And we don't know where he got that from. So the Mabit in Kiryas Sefer, he wrote a commentary on the Rambam in Hilchos Meiser Sheni in Perik Yud. So he explicitly writes that the reason the Rambam holds that Notea la Rabim for everybody to eat in Chutzlaretz is permitted is Dafagav the Orla even though Orla and Chutzlaretz is prohibited because of the Halach Lemoshimisinai, the tradition, but Ribui de Kralo Kai Eleberet Yisrael. But the Psukim are still only talking about Eretz Yisrael. So a prohibition which is derived from the Psukim does not apply to the Halach Lemoshimisinai of Orla and Chutzlaretz. So the Mab- 
Rabbit is very clear, like the position in Rab Chaim, that even after the Halach Lemosh Misinai, the Torah is not referring to Arla and Chutzla Eretz, it's only talking about Arla and Eretz Yisrael. But the majority of the Achronim explain this Halacha differently, and in the Minchas Chinuch, they quote on the bottom that the Or Zaruah, and the Or Sameach, and Hilchus Shechenim, and the Yeshuas Malko, as well as the Minchas Chinuch himself in Mitzvah Reish Mem Vav Os Hey. So all of these Achronim explain that the Rambam's leniency of Notea Rabim in Chutzlaretz is based on an entirely different consideration, and that is that in general we have a principle that we're lenient when it comes to Orla and Chutzlaretz, and since there's a debate, there's a machlokas about this issue of Notea Rabim, therefore the Rambam was lenient in Chutzlaretz. So according to that approach, it would sound that unlike the Mabit, they hold that Orla and Chutzla Aretz is included in the actual meaning of the Torah when it talks about Arla. And that's why they need a whole different explanation why the Rambam is lenient when it comes to Notea Rabim in Chutzla Aretz. In addition, they point out a few other issues which would depend on this. Uh, the Minchas Chinoch in Ostesvav brings an issue, do you have to burn Orla in Chutzla Aretz? Because it's an Isra Hana, you can't benefit from it. So do you have to burn it like you would in Eretz Yisrael? And they quote that Tosus Rabbi Elchanan holds that you don't need to burn it in Chutzla Aretz. And this seems to also depend on is Orla in Chutzla Aretz at the end of the day exactly the same as Orla in Eretz Yisrael or it's derived from a different source. Same thing with regard to the Tzlach, which the Menchas Chinuch quotes in Os Yod Ches, that the shell of the fruit in Eretz Yisrael is prohibited, it's included in the Orla, but the, he says that in Chutzlar, since it's a Halach Lemosh Misinai, it only applies to the fruit itself, not the shell of the fruit. So this would also be dependent on the issue we're discussing. If the Orla in Chutzla Aretz is included in the Torah's description, so then the same laws would apply and the shell would also be included. So there's a number of issues that uh, would depend on Rab Chaim's discussion in this piece. Uh, finally, I'll just end the Birkas Avram, a popular series, in his discussion in Kiddushin at the end of Beis Amid Beis. So he suggests a whole different way to interpret the machlokas between the Rambam and the Gaonim, different from Rab Chaim's approach. And that is, he says that they're arguing about how much is Neta Revai dependent on Arla. Is it just an extension of the rules of Arla? For the first three years, it's totally prohibited. And then in the fourth year, it's partially permitted. You can eat it, but it has to be eaten in Yerushalayim. So is it all one sort of unit, or are these two separate mitzvahs? One is the first three years, and then there's a separate, unrelated mitzvah, the fourth year. So that would be the machlokas, the Rambam and the Gaonim. The Rambam holds that they're two separate mitzvahs. Just because Arla applies in Chutzlar, it doesn't necessarily mean that Netarevai applies. And the Gaonim hold that they're all part of a unit, so if Arla applies, Netarevai does too. Noom Weight uses psychology to help people everywhere learn about their eating habits. Eating is my love language? Yep, sure is. Uh, I say yes to seconds out of guilt. It's hard to say no to Aunt Jenny's banana pudding. Wait, I do what? Oh, fog eating happens to everybody. What the? We know. It can be a lot to take in. But with the help of Noom Weight, you'll learn the psychology behind your eating habits, how to change them, and get closer to reaching your weight loss goals. Sign up at Noom.com.